This is a Rio Grande Guardian International News Service special report from the Cameron County Commissioner's Court. Here's Cameron County Judge Eddie Trevino. Countywide Broadband Expansion Project. You've got 15 minutes and then we've got time for questions after that. Excellent. Well, I'll only be speaking maybe for six minutes and then I got a peer on the phone who will also chime in. So we'll definitely be um, respectful to y'all's time. <clears throat> and uh, it's good to see everybody. Uh, thank you all for the opportunity to present for, for, to you all our, our, our broadband proposal. For the record, my name is Mario Barragan and I'm the uh, Director of External Affairs for AT&T in South Texas. Um, to introduce a few of, of, of the team members, we also have J.D. Salinas here, uh, our Vice President of External Affairs for Texas. And we have Lucy Salinas here, so, who's our area manager for construction and engineering. So any plans to deploy facilities in the county will be designed by her local engineering team. Um, on the phone, we also have James Ruth, our development lead, um, and, and uh, Richard Vin, who's our area manager for network quality and processes, and Jason Winborn, um, also external affairs uh, VP. JD, good to see you. Mario, thank you for being here. Lucy, thank you, welcome. Thank you. So I'm really quite excited to be here. I know we're probably, what, the third presentation to go, so I'm probably more excited than, than you guys at this point. Um, but I know uh, we, we've been talking about broadband for a while, and, and after COVID, uh, you know, internet connectivity just came onto the spotlight, and, and we've had these discussions for a while. Um, so uh, I'm excited to, to, to get us to this point. I, I, I want to commend you all for really making broadband a priority. You know, when we talk about broadband, it's more than just providing entertainment for people to stream Netflix, right? It's about digital equity. It's about giving our, our children and our students uh, uh, the tools that they need to, to succeed. And God forbid there's another pandemic and they're stuck at home again for them to not fall behind. Um, it's also about being able to, to, to take advantage of other services like telehealth. And, uh, and um, you know, it's about job training and, and, and employment, right, skill development. So I'm sure you all are aware there's numerous studies that point to the direct correlation between broadband availability and economic development, right? So we know that it's, it's very important. Uh, in my role within AT&T, you know, I support South Texas, meaning Victoria, Corpus, the Valley, everything south of San Antonio, Webb County included. But me personally, I was born in Bronzeville, grew up here, even when life took me to other directions. My grandmother lived here her whole life, so Christmas was always here for me. And that's just to say that for me personally, this is a, a, a personally important project and, and I'm one that I'm glad to, to be able to be a part of. Um, you know, uh, I like to say that uh, as my role with at and I, I, I ad obviously advocate for at and externally, but I also am just a big of an advocate for our community internally with at and And so I'm very proud of the level of investment, the commitment that at and is making as part of this proposal. Um, and uh, I can't think of a better place to do it in, but obviously I might be a little biased in that regard. Now, I'll kick it over to, to my peer James in a bit to talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts of the, of the proposal, but I did want to answer one, one question really, um, and, and it's why choose AT&T? And so, you know, I'll answer, my answer will be twofold. One, you know, because of the solution that we are proposing, and two, because of the, of the expertise and the track record that we have of investment and commitment to the, to the county. 
While there are many different solutions to provide connectivity and different ways to decide in broadband network, AT&T is, providing a, is focusing on providing a solution that's 100% fiber. And we believe that fiber is the best way to future-proof your network. What do we mean by future-proof? To give you an example, I think when we started deploying fiber, we offered 300, 300 megabytes per second of internet speed. As we upgraded our technology, we made 1,000 megabytes available, 2,000. We're at 5,000 now. Our engineers at the labs have already tested 10,000, and they can already see a path towards, I think, either 20 or 25,000 megabits of, of, of speed. Um, so that's what we mean by future-proofing, uh, de delivering something that, that can handle not only everything today, but for the future to come. Um, we understand that you know, our customers might not need that level of speed today, but when they do, we'll be ready for it, right? And I think if the county is, is looking to invest in the broadband infrastructure, I think it's important to get it right the first time, right? And really deploy something that's gonna take care of, of, of the needs, the connectivity needs of today, but also in, into the future. Um, AT&T is also, uh, um, you know, have, we have an established track record of deploying broadband and fiber. We're also participants of the, of the affordable connectivity program and we do have a low-cost broadband offer called AT&T Access, and when you combine those, we are able to offer uh, customers 100 megabytes of service uh, for zero dollars for those who, who qualify. Um, you know, and we also uh, uh, have a strategic record of community investment. You know, over the last three years, 2019 to 2021, AT&T has invested $50 million in our wireline and wireless network in Cameron County. And when you think AT&T, it's easy to think of a global company, but we're very much local. We have a, 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 a significant retail presence in the county. We have over 300 employees and retirees that call Cameron County home. And we're very much in, invested and in, in committed to being active members of the community through organizations like the RGB Partnership, the RGB Hispanic Chamber, um, and the Texas Border Coalition. An example of one recent contribution, we just helped out the Star Scholarship Fund with a check for $12,500 for local students. We're also one of the main sponsors of the RGV legislative tour. So, um, I mean, in short, by partnering with AT&T, the county can rest assured that they're partnering with a provider that is committed to the county, that has the expertise and the established track record to make this project a reality with the right solution and that is in it for the long term. Um, one of our recent economic modeling reflected that AT&T's proposed investment in this RFP um, can, can translate into $740 million in total economic activity for, for, for the county, going back to that uh, premise of, of driving economic development. Um, but thank you for, for your time there, and, um, and I'll kick it over to, to my peer James here to talk about a little bit about the proposal. James, I don't know if you're on there. Yes, thank you, Mario. Can, can you hear me all right? Yes, we can. Wonderful. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for taking the time to, to hear from AT&T. And um, as Mario said, we're, we're very proud uh, to be a part of this um, and to be considered for, for your project. Um, I apologize for not being able to be there in person today, but um, hopefully we will uh, get through this without any technological uh, glitches. Um, so a little bit about our, our fiber network. Um, so as Mario mentioned um, on one of the previous slides, right, our network is 100% fiber, 100% AT&T owned from end to end. Um, 
so we're talking from the the central office, the central office equipment, all the middle mile, and most importantly, the the, the last mile. Um, and your each house has a direct fiber line um, coming into the to the home into a fiber jack um, off of the pole or from buried, um, depending on the the infrastructure in the neighborhood. Um, this allows us to offer um, symmetrical speeds up to five gigs. Uh, today, the, the network is built on uh, 10 gigabit XGS PON backbone currently. Um, obviously, with, with future in mind, uh, as Mario mentioned as well, we're able to scale that to, to 10 megabits um, or gigabits, excuse me. And currently, we, we've tested this network all the way up to 25 um, gigabits per second symmetrical speeds. Um, so we're we're building this network not for you know the next 10 years. We're building this network to last decades um, with the anticipation of all the different technologies that are coming out uh, that will need to utilize this type of bandwidth. Um, today, uh, from a residential standpoint, we offer a Wi-Fi 6 gateway um, that uh, allows for up to gigabit speeds, assuming that the devices in the home can actually handle that. Um, over the air. And we also make sure that we have uh, Wi-Fi extenders available to any home. So that way there's no dead spots. We don't want to leave anyone um, unconnected uh, in the in the household and have plenty of bandwidth for everyone's activities, whether that's working from home or playing video games, streaming Netflix, a, a telehealth doctor's appointment, what have you. Um, we want to make sure that that everyone has the the best connection experience uh, that they possibly can. Right, next slide, Mario. So this is a little bit about our, our actual presentation, our actual um, proposal, right? So as, as noted, right, Cameron County is a very large uh, county with, with many living units and, and many residents. So AT&T broke it up into a, a two-phased approach um, due to the size and scale that, uh, that is needed. So I'm not going to drain the whole slide here of all the text, but we'll talk a little bit about it. AT&T is um, estimated that there's about 155,000 customer locations that are uh, in, in need of, of coverage in Cameron County. Um, AT&T does have some fiber footprint already in the, mainly in the Brownsville area. Um, if we were to go and cover the entire county as a whole, uh, we estimate that it would cost about $334 million. And AT&T would be willing to, to contribute um, in private matching funds of our own money about uh, $244 million. So that basically comes out to a near 75-25 split um, at, at the total uh, aggregate for the project. Um, and we would be deploying over 3,000 uh, miles of fiber um, for, for last mile in particular. Um, that differs from the Cobb-Finley estimates, um, primarily because we believe that they were mainly looking at middle mile uh, deployment. And that last mile is, uh, is so critical to, to really making sure that these households are served um, and served properly. And um, by our own estimates, it, it's going to need at least 3,000 uh, miles. So that's also why you see um, kind of the, the jump in cost there um, from what they estimated. For phase one of our proposal, 
we would uh, be proposing to reach uh, about 32,000 customer locations. And uh, again, kind of in keeping with the total aggregate uh, split, we would be contributing uh, $50 million of, of private matching funds. And we would need the county um, to contribute a little over $17 million, um, be that through ARPA funding um, or you know, other NTIA, federal, lots of different vehicles out there that, uh, that AT&T can also assist with. Um, <clears throat> and if we were to, to take that phased approach, we estimate that we should be able to reach those 32 customer 32,000 customer locations um, before the end of 2026. Um, so that's a pretty aggressive uh, build out for that many locations in that timeline. Um, the county as a whole, uh, I'll touch quickly on resources. So likely if, if we were to, to win and, and work hand in hand with the county, we would be pulling resources not only locally, but we'd be pulling in resources from other areas of the, the state as well um, and possibly even neighboring states. Um, for our, our technicians in deployment. Um, this is a very large scale build as, as, as you know. Um, and so not only is financial capital a, a premium, but so is human capital uh, to make sure that, that we can get this built out and have every customer connected. Um, the, the phase two is the remaining balance of the phase one. So about 125,000 locations, um, total cost there would be uh, 266 million and AT&T would contribute um, 194 million in private matching funds. And, and we would have to work with the county um, to secure the, the remaining 74 million. Um, again, be that through uh, you know, other grant opportunities that, that we can work to pursue um, or, or other options that, that we can work on collaboratively. Let me, let me stop you real quick. So we're clear. <clears throat> with regards to the phase one and phase two, the you're looking at the county putting up uh, 17.6 and then 50, point, 50 million, right? No, we, we would be putting up 50 million. So you're in total for the entire county. Um, AT&T's contribution would be 244.5 yeah, million. Yeah, I'm asking about the county uh, contribution. Right, so the, the county comp contribution would be just under 90 million um, for the entire county to be built with, right. with fiber. So between phase one and two, it'd be 67.7 million. Total. Total for the county. That's phase one. That's phase one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Phase two. So 72 and 17, uh, 90 million. Okay. And of that 90 million. Uh, the first phase would be the county would. 17.6. Uh, 17.6. And then 72. Yeah, I'm and sorry. I, I was reading it wrong. Um, but <clears throat> the question is, uh, would the grant applications be looked at to put up or to pay for those uh, county local funds or? Which, what was AT&T's thought on that? We just recently submitted half a dozen to the boot program, Judge. So we would do the same thing, is look at the Texas boot program, or any bead funds so we can team up with, with the county. Okay. Yeah. So we would be looking for, for grants to the, the tune of about 90 million to do everything. Yes, sir. Okay. 
correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We would put up 67.6 million in the first phase and 194.5 billion for the second phase. We would ramp it up as soon as we could. I mean, it would take uh, a lot of ramping up, to be honest with you. Just to do the first phase by December 2026, we would need Nat Lopez and Lucy and everybody to get their team together and, uh, locally to, to start going. We have about 250 local employees. We probably have to bring some in from Corpus Christi and, 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 and San Antonio. Move also, down here. And also contract locally, of course. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, that's, that, that's your 15 minutes on the presentation. Did you, I didn't want to cut him off if he's got a little bit more to go. Uh, James, did you have? Yeah, let's jump yeah. to the next slide. I'll cover this real quick. Um, so this is kind of around our adoption efforts. Um, so we kind of have several different phases to let everybody know that we're in the area and that they're eligible for fiber. Um, during the construction phase, we put out some different uh, flyers and signs um, as people see construction and things happening in their neighborhoods. Um, Post-construction, kind of traditional, uh, you know, marketing and advertising with uh, our approach there, sponsorships, retail stores, um, direct marketing, mass advertising, that type of thing. Uh, below is our, our pricing structure. Um, so as, as mentioned uh, by Mario, I believe we, we do participate in ACP and we have a an AT&T access program um, for those that qualify that, that gives 100 megabits symmetrical um, at no cost. And it's structured in a way that if you qu qualify for one program, you qualify for the other. This is the second evolution of the AT access from AT&T program. Um, the, the first one kind of worked hand in hand with uh, the previous uh, federal EBB um, credit. And so as those programs evolve and develop, our programs will also evolve and develop to try to, to, to maximize um, those dollars um, for, for customers that qualify. And then of course you see our, our other speed tiers going out ranging from 300 up to five gigs, all symmetrical, um, all without data limits and without any type of throttling. Um, and of course you can apply the ACP benefit across the board to, to any speed um, should you need a little bit more than the, the 100 meg uh, based here. And I, th I think that, that is going to be the last main slide. I just wanted to touch on it quickly. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so following up on the last question then, in the event that we would not be successful in obtaining any grant money to cover what potentially is uh, the county portion on either one, on either phase, uh, what would be the, the fallback or contingency plan on that? Judge, I mean, our plan does account for, for flexibility in that we can, I mean, obviously the intention here is for it to be a public-private partnership, right? Um, but, but with that in mind, um, we have the flexibility to really scale it down to be able to meet uh, the financial threshold to make that public-private partnership. Could you talk on the mic? I'm sorry, Mario. And, and then also, um, in the event, um, that the funds aren't obtained, um, 
Well, let me see. I had a good question here. Yeah. I had another question. It slipped my mind. It's getting to be a long day. Go ahead, go ahead, Commissioner. It appears that you're willing to make a big investment. Oh, I'm sorry, before I forget. Have, I'm assuming, but I don't want, I got to ask a question. Has AT&T submitted grant applications either recently or in the past with regards to broadband uh, programs, either at the state or federal level? I think that's what J.D. just mentioned here earlier. We just submitted more than a half a dozen to the boot program. The deadline just okay. was, was and There's a new deadline coming with Senate Bill 1238, which all of you all supported, and thank you for that, uh, by Nichols. Those, those standards are going to change. It was 25-3. It's now going to change the, beat off, the, 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 the broadband office to make sure that if you have 25-3, you still get funding for those because of Senate Bill 1238. So you're now going to be able to get up to 100 by 100. Okay. And, and, and I, I know the question you're, you're headed to is if you weren't, if we were not to get any funds, uh, this is a true partnership with the commission, with Cameron County and Commissioner's Court. We would wait, be flexible to work with you all to see whether it be CDBG, ARPA funds, general fund, or bridge funds, whatever you want to work with, we would work together to make sure that BICS happens. We and want then, to work with state and federal funds. And that's what, and, and we have the experience to do that, and we've supported legislation to make sure you all are eligible to do it. My question is, on phase one and phase two of the proposal, <clears throat> the first, on phase one, you're telling us that you're willing to invest $50 million to make it happen. Okay, right? Yes, sir. Yes, Am I reading it correctly? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yes, sir. On phase two, you're telling us you're willing to invest 194, 100, almost 195 million. You know, where have you been? I mean, why haven't you invested more in developing this plan if you've got so much money to invest now? Well, and you know, as Mario opened I mean, like up, I needed you at my house. We we we've invested 50 million dollars in the last three years. This would expedite our investment even more if we have a partner in the local level. Yeah. yeah. We have 16 stores and more than 300 employees, I and mean, we're investing in ourselves, the same constituents that you have. Yeah. Right? I mean. No, but, that, but, but, uh, but J.D.'s right, so I, that's why I mentioned at the beginning with the, between 2019 and 2021, $50 million invested in wireline and wireless. Keep in mind that, obviously, we've also deployed 5G on the wireless side to, to the county as well. Um, and we have a, a, a fiber footprint pretty much everywhere. And, and you know, one thing also to, to, to keep in mind is that what we're talking about here is for existing, right? But, but AT&T has been taking care of new growth with fiber already. So I think over the last maybe, what, Lucy, five years more, if you're building something new in the county, you're going to get fiber. AT&T is no longer deploying copper. Um, so we've also been, to your point, already, you know, uh, making inroads and, and, and covering covering the county with, with fiber. All right. Anybody else? And by the way, I mean, we're not we're no stranger to uh, public-private partnerships already. Um, in Texas alone, we, we recently came to an agreement with the city of San Antonio, the city of Amarillo, 
I think in Amarillo it was for 22,000 units to, to deploy within On the same months. type of initiative? Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Which one? Georgia. Vanderburg, yes. Vanderburg was the first one, I think Indiana, actually. Um, but, you know, as far as Texas goes, it was Amarillo and, and San Antonio. We have some, one in Louisiana, one in Tennessee as well. Um, so, you know, we're, we're pretty, pretty, been pretty active in, in trying to get started with these public-private partnerships. Thank you very much, Manuel. Thank you. Judge, thank you for being here. Appreciate you.